Trash Cinema. Hey everybody, welcome to Trash Cinema. This episode will be discussing... Oh boy, this is going to be interesting. Kersey, what are we discussing? Okay, so today it is a twofer on a pseudo-John Waters type movies. Uh, the first one is The Greasy Strangler, and the second one is Bad Boy Bubby. Now, on paper, that may not seem like they go together, but after watching them, do you do you feel like they are two sides of the same coin? Yeah, the, the Greasy Strangler is the comedy side, and Bad Boy Bubby is more of the horror side. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> the, uh, what, what, the tone is a lot of what's different, and... I knew from the second... You told me about Greasy Strangler, and I held off for a little bit. I was like, I don't know about that, man. And then I hit play. First ten seconds, I'm in. I'm totally in. I'm all the way fucking in. <laughs> because it's not just John Waters. You see some of the Napoleon Dynamite and Wes Anderson kind of feel to it as well. Yeah, it has that kind of uh, very spacey kind of dialogue. That and how he sets up uh, shots. It's, it's it's very distant yeah. and then or all all right in your face. It's not shot like a horror movie in any way. This is a comedy, but he, the influence of John Waters is all over this thing. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like the setup to that to uh, the Greasy Strangler is a little, um, I don't say dishonest, but it kind of feels like a different movie when I'm when I watch the opening because I'm just like, oh, this is this is hilarious. This is a great. I love it, and then it kind of just meanders. It, it's a movie that really meanders, but if you're if you're patient, it's really rewarding. Yeah, it, it was two things in this. It has a certain rhythm to it that might be off-putting. Mm-hmm. You warned me that there's a rhythm to the repetition, and that's part of yes. the joke, is that they get to these pointless, stupid discussions well, they'll just say the same thing back to each other, back to each other, back to each other, over and over and over and over and over until it becomes funny. It's kind of like the Family Guy rule, except Family Guy's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So the basic setup, I have been thinking about this movie since I watched it three weeks ago. I, I will be at work and be like, okay, hold on a second. So wait a minute. Is there something special about this? I, you know, I'm like questioning the whole thing in my head. I absolutely just I love this movie. Um, yeah, so, it, yeah it's, a, it's a ton of fun if you're, if you're in the mood for it. So first off, I'm so weirded out by the fact that you, you you open up the movie with this old man and this goofy guy, and they're together in what looks like women's clothing, like they're tour guides of this city showing all these famous locations, which aren't famous locations, they're completely made up. Yeah, but yeah, before we continue, can I just ask something about the tour? Uh, are there free drinks provided? No, no free drinks. No. Okay. Okay. Cool. I just—they only said it about three hundred times. I just had to be sure. <laughs> we want the free drinks. There's no free drinks. God damn it! <laughs> free drinks. It says free drinks. Yeah. No, and it goes on and on and on. And this happens yeah, a if lot. If you can't make it, if, if you yeah, if you can't make it past that first one, you might as well just move on. Yeah, because yeah, well, oh, times. oh, and the words "bullshit artist" said oh. if you're going to do a drinking game, you're done the first twenty minutes. Yes. Of course, there's the variants um, of horseshit artists. And that's the thing, though, is... Okay, so the main star, apparently he is famous for being in one other movie. He's only ever been in, like, mm-hmm. two movies ever. And one was Video Dead, which we did, like, three years ago. I don't remember him in this. Oh, shit, yeah. I remember that one. And uh, and I don't know who the other guy is. But these are all basically unknowns. And it's got yeah, this... Well, the, the, other, the other guy was actually in my favorite movie of last year, which was Under the Silver Lake. 
and I don't know him from anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched Under Silver Lake. That was really good. That's another head scratcher. Sometime down the road, we got yeah, that one is so good. Uh, but so it's them being basically con artists, and they're always accusing each other and everybody else of being bullshit artists. But the the old man is the ultimate bullshit artist. Yeah, it's so weird that it, this actor is incredible. He is hilarious and, by, and super charismatic and by far the best part of this movie. And he, he hasn't really done anything with his career, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a strange performance. And and, and uh, if you're uncomfortable with nudity, whoo, <laughs> you're fucked on this one. <laughs> there are gobs. I mean, to, to be fair, though, the nudity is... Uh, Comical. Well, on the two males is fake. I mean, yeah. the old guy's penis is, like, super long, and then... Uh, the son's penis is like micro penis. It, it, I don't know what the joke is there, but it's just it, you're gonna. Yeah, but they're also the like weirdest that. dicks you've ever seen. I have never seen penises that yeah. look like that. Is a strange ass makeup job. Yeah, I mean, if you thought that the Boogie Nights uh, penis reveal at the end of that movie was a little weird, I mean, this is gonna be uh, really bad. Yeah, it looks like a rotted piece of carrot. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest carrot you've ever seen this is the biggest penis i've ever seen in my life it's insane okay so so he gets to the fight with the guys uh uh on this tour and then all of a sudden it fast forwards a little bit later and these three guys are outside they're their having hotel. yet another conversation where they repeat the same words over and over again this time the he's asking what kind of chips are in this vending machine and the guy says uh, puerto wait he's trying to say potato uh-huh. but his accent is very thick so it's puerto and that goes back and forth for another five minutes. I couldn't until tell they all get their heads crushed in. Yeah. So while they're arguing, this, this this creature comes up to them covered in slime and and smashes their face in. The one where he just literally presses the guy's face just straight in is just hilarious. The <laughs> gore the, uh, the, is sold I, up. I, I think the the guy was uh, Indian. Um, yeah, he's saying Puerto. Yeah, and then the other guy I know he's from My Name Is Earl. He was a regular in the first season. Oh, okay. But anyway, that, uh, the, the Indian guy, super hilarious when he's dying. <laughs> he's saying like, oh, you're killing me, I'm dying. And he keeps <laughs> repeating that over and over again instead of calling for help. It's so good. But they, it's super weird, but it's just it's just so charming. Yeah. So then we still, I mean, I had a feeling because I could kind of make out his face under the, the slime, but I still wasn't percent certain. I thought maybe the movie's just so low budget they had to use the actor for two different roles. But then they show him going through a car wash, and you're going to get this a lot. He goes to the car wash, and I think it's the same piece of footage used over and over, because that looked like it hurt. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. And he gets all the grease off of him, and then he just walks through the the car wash, and there's a blind attendant there, and they're friends or something. And he just sits there and just has conversations with them, Dick just hanging out, just, you know, oh my god. You're going to see so much Dick in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how else to describe this movie other than uh, penis grease and... Uh, Hootie, tootie, booty, cutie. <laughs> no, wasn't it tootie, fruity, disco cutie? That's it, that's it. I knew it was something like that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so something. I don't want to give away the... I don't want to talk about the whole plot, but basically it turns into this thing where the nebbish son uh, with the micro penis. Uh, meet somebody on one of the tours and decides, you know, that they'd be, you know, good together, start dating, whatever, and then she switches over to the greasy old man, 
and there comes a rivalry between the two, and they're having constant sex, and you're you're just gonna see uh, constant nudity from everybody. Dancing sequences, just full nude. Oh my god! I just remembered that when he's doing, when he's in like his dancing disco outfit. Yes. It's totally see through, and his dick is just like is like. So there's like some purplish kind of mesh going on, so you can't really see underneath, but on the sides of the legs is all just like clear mesh, so you just totally see his dick. Yeah, but later when he wears that suit again, there is no mesh. It's just his dick is hanging out. Yeah, exactly, because that's the kind of movie this is. <laughs> it is. And so <laughs> so during all this, the old man is, is crazy for eating grease. He'll take toast. With grease on it, and it's not enough grease. God damn it! Goes that's enough grease. Goes bullshit artist, bullshit artist. Um, oh my god, that the sausages uh, made me gag. So oh, when he dips it into the the grease trap. Oh Jesus! Oh. And the guys, so everybody that's even slightly um, irks him. Like the guy doesn't want to give him the grease because it's a health code violation. Makes sense. So he decides he's gonna get revenge on him. So while he's pooping, he like like squishes his head and rips it off or something like that, and. Uh, um, and then there's the one friend. Oh my god, this movie just never stops with the fascinating details. There's another friend of theirs that goes to a strip club with him, and he has a pig nose. And I just thought it was a decorative yes. thing. I forgot about that. Holy shit! <laughs> and then, and then later when he pisses him off because he's like, "Why are you bringing the old man with us? He's gonna be, you know, be a boner killer, or whatever." The ladies aren't gonna come with us. He gets mad about that, so he gets revenge on him later. And he squishes his head till his eyeballs pop out. He eats his eyeballs, pulls the thing off his oh, nose. Yeah. Turns out the pig nose is actually covering the fact that he has no nose. <laughs> and sticks his finger in it to taste it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, so very John Waters inspired. Yes. It's so bizarre, but it is it is unlike anything I've ever seen. But here's the thing that gets crazier. is So the son is deciding to, he's going to play detective. He's going to scoop up the, the grease and you know find out if it's from his dad. And uh, he tries to get his girl back from his dad. And she flip-flops between the two, and they find out he's a real killer. And this is the thing. is Somehow he finds vats of grease. Where does he get the fuck of grease? I have no idea where he finds it. But he dips himself in it from toe to head, just completely submerged in grease, and walks around in it and does all his murders like this. Now, let me ask you this. Is the grease, like, possessed? Or is that his cover? Why is he so obsessed with this as if it's a, a, a demon like a, a, a coming out of, like, a, an exorcism? Every time he's covered some grease, he becomes a different person. I don't. I don't know why you're trying to find logic in this movie. It doesn't exist. But it's I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but then the son decides. And the other thing too yeah. is like, there's no grease on the floor when he walks. Like when he walks back home, or not when he walks back home because he cleans off first. But like when he walks out of the house. Yeah. So it, I don't. I don't know. He thinks there'd be a trail all the way just to so you discover it. But then the son decides right. he's going to get revenge, or, or no, not get revenge. He's going to get his girl back and fight his father. So he goes, I can be a greasy strangler too. And he dips himself in it. And then you think he's going to save the girl by he has enough power to fight his father now. No. He goes insane and instantly kills her too and they eat her eyeballs. So yeah, I, I'm thinking the grease a, makes you a, evil. Father-son tag team of evil, yeah. Yeah, but I think it makes you insane, the grease. Now this is where the movie gets even weirder. Okay. At the end of the movie, they decide they're going to team up and run through the woods, completely naked, covered in grease, and just murder random people. But they, they're on a hill looking down, and they see themselves in front of a firing squad of old geriatric people. I don't know, the oldest people ever to carry a gun. And they shoot them in the head, 
And then when their head pops off, confetti shoots out. What the fuck is going on? I have no idea. Maybe that's what it's like to be in the mind of a greasy strangler. I'm not sure. God, this movie's amazing. And and I think, yeah. it, if I remember correctly, doesn't the movie end with them walking towards the camera like they're going to eat you? <laughs> yes, they're going to eat your eyes. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. I want to see, apparently he, the director has got like two other movies under his belt, and my friend Andrew said they're both just absolutely amazing. Oh, really? Do you know what they are? Um, well, I can look it up now instead of just just randomly giving out lame-ass details. Greasy Strangler! I'm probably going to be put on a list for looking up Greasy Strangler. <laughs> Alright, add, add Michael to that list. We've got to watch him. Um, <laughs> what's the girl from Parks and Rec? She's in all the cool movies. Uh, Amy Poehler? No, no, oh, you're the other one. The other one. Um, you know, the, wow. the nerdy one that married Chris Pratt's character on Community. Okay, hold on. It's, the director's name is Jim Hosking, and... Sorry, I'm fighting off a sneeze. Um, okay. An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn. It came out last year. And it, uh, oh god damn, what is her fucking name? I see... I'm, I'm trying to remember, I can't remember. It's Audrey Plaza. Oh, that one, I was thinking of the other one. Yeah, it's Audrey Plaza, Emil Hirsch, and Jermaine Clement from uh, uh, Fly the Concords. These look like a really hip cast. Uh, Maria Bamford, Craig Robinson. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be cool. Uh, he said it was really good. I'll check that out. And he's doing a TV show called Tropical Cocktails. <laughs> Not cocktails, cocktails. So what was a parody of holy shit, that poster's the most amazing goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> holy shit. You'll have to add it as a thumbnail oh, for the day or something. Oh, you gotta see this. It, uh, there are two guys in a, a fucking uh, VW rabbit riding on the ocean. Uh, in police cars, and one is just wearing a loincloth, and the other one is carrying a giant machine gun, and it looks like he got hit by lightning because his hair is sticking up straight, and they both look like they're 90. This looks great. I have to see this. Okay, so yeah, that, yeah, that... that is amazing. That, this is a voice that I'm going to look out for. If he sells out and starts doing mainstream movies, I'm going to be very, very upset. I feel like he is our generation's John Waters. Yeah, for sure. Sadly, John Waters doesn't... We haven't done, we haven't done John Waters on this, have we? Did we do Cyril I don't Mom? think so. I I, maybe Cyril Mom in the beginning. I can't I, remember. No, like John Waters doesn't have a lot of great movies, though. There's yeah. not really a lot of fodder you can get from those other than Pink Flamingos, but like tons of people have done that one. Yeah, and there's Polyester and stuff like that, and, and, and Pecker and uh, Dirty Shame. I love those. But you yeah, went mainstream for a little oh, bit. Yeah, I like Dirty Shame. Yeah. Uh, let's Cry, go. Cry Baby, Hairspray. Yeah. Yes, we did. I forgot. Our first year, we did Cyril Mom and Cecil B. Demented. I forgot. That was like the first episode I think we ever did together. Oh, wow, I don't even remember that. Yeah, and then we did Crank, I think, after that. Then we did that Kevin Sorbo double feature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That was our one and only Hall of Fame garbage. Because then we started talking about movies we actually liked. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we like Crank. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent here, people. Sorry. Uh, Greasy Strangler is available on tons of services out there. They must have licensed this out to everybody. Because I'm like, you can't really market that for a theater. Who's going to go watch that? No, that's the kind of thing that plays like an Alamo Draft House, and that's it. Yeah, that's for me. Uh, no, the second one was much harder, and I had to. I had, okay, people, I cheated. I found a bootleg, and I had to send it to you. Um, and even that, <laughs> even then, it wasn't exactly perfect. I think the volume was all fucked up. But um, I, I could hear it. I could hear it fine, but yeah. Bad Boy Bubby is a movie from I believe 1994. It's an Australian film. 
And it's another one of those very unique voices, and nobody from the movie has really done anything since. And it's kind of a shame because this is disturbing and very uncomfortable, yes. but it's so captivating. And both of these movies have stars in them, which have like five hairs on their head, and they just look crazy. <laughs> yeah, so with this one, like the first 10, 15 minutes is really hard to watch. Yeah, I wasn't that sure I could get through it, and I was wondering if you could. Such a nightmare because it just it feels so authentic in a way like you're peering into something you're not supposed to yeah it uh yeah. basically about this mother who has kept her son trapped in this room his entire life uh tells him that if he ever goes out that he'll suffocate to death from poisons and she always has to wear a gas mask whenever she goes out she keeps him in this shit i mean just the worst apartment i've ever seen in my life i mean you're talking like the worst ghetto and mm -hmm. Um, he can't leave his chair even when he has to pee and he pisses himself. Uh, he has a pet cat, and and then uh, his mother preoccupies him with terrible food and uh, incest. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the description of the first fifteen minutes or so. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah, if you get beyond that, <laughs> um, and then and then uh, his father. It comes to visit or whatever, and then that's when everything goes completely different. And and uh, uh, she's drunk and she's trying to have sex with her son. And she realizes what she's doing is she's seen it in front of his father, and she loses her mind or whatever. And they beat him. And uh, there's a whole thing about the suffocation. I forgot about that because he's always questioning her about going out. He can't listen to the radio. He can't watch TV. He just sits in silence. All so to him, whatever she told him ever since he grew up was reality. Which is scary. Yeah, and if you're at all familiar with uh, Rick and Morty, there's an episode that's kind of based on this. Wow. Um, yeah, not. It, it, I mean, it's more. It, it's more of a comedic kind of thing. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but there's I've seen an episode a couple episodes, yeah. where, yeah, where one of the, where the main character is raising a alien baby that might destroy the planet, so he tells them that the outside world is. Like, he'll die if he breathes oxygen. Oh, okay. And that's the thing is that she wraps his head in plastic every time he questions her. So she scares him into staying in there. And he, he accidentally suffocates his cat, which is traumatizing for me. Uh, and then he decides he's going to suffocate both of his parents. Kills them, leaves. And then that's the rest of the movie. It's his adventure out in the world. And here's my question for you. Is Bubby special? Or is it because he's been cut off from the world his entire life? That's why he acts the way he acts. Uh, I mean, it could definitely be both, or it could just be trauma that that kind of uh, informs how he behaves and his and his uh, demeanor. Um, I I kind of see it more because like when he does leave the house, it the the movie kind of changes tones pretty significantly. And I did read about that uh, they had a different cinematographer for pretty much every scene, so it always feels different. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, to kind of go with to kind of go with his mind so it's like you, there is no stability in this world that he's in so that's really cool um i kind of see it more of like him you know like discovering the world and there's this sort of innocence about it even though it's there's this dark undertone with it right uh, the fact that he doesn't understand how sex in the real world works it doesn't help that like his first night out when he goes to that group that he just has sex with that random woman and he thinks that's the way the world is so he keeps treating I, here's the weird thing is I watched it again last night the version I saw on stars cuts maybe 10 minutes out of this and I was completely mm -hmm. like what what's going on 
I never saw him go back to the apartment and see where the outline of his parents' uh, bodies were and where he breaks down and starts crying. Mm. That's an important part of the movie, yeah. and I was actually like, why the fuck would you cut this out? That is crucial to his character development. That's that's a really weird part to cut out, too, yeah. out of everything else that could have been cut. Well, and they cut that, and then they cut the scene, I think, a little bit before that, where he's at the bottom of the stairs and a bunch of women are coming out. And he thinks it's normal for him to grab very large breasts or something like that, and they beat him. Yeah, like I said, there's the the childlike wonderment mixed with the dark undertone. Right, it's kind of where it rides that line, uh, pretty significantly. I also really like the detail that he just kind of repeats whatever he's told or whatever he hears and thinks that's how people react. That's how you interact with people. Yeah. Like he can only is only told what to do his whole life. He's never been able to interact with people properly or to to stand up for himself. So it's it's those details are really cool about this movie. Oh, and I forgot the big detail of all this is the fact that he is wearing a priest outfit. That's how he gets away with a lot of the stuff around in his world because he's wearing yeah. his his father was a preacher, correct? Or, or was that a costume? I, oh man, shit! I can't remember if that was a costume remember. or he actually was a preacher, but he's wearing his outfit. Because he was pretending to be him. So he out in the world, people think that he is... I, he, the thing is, he doesn't look like he's an actual priest. He looks like he's a homeless man who might have been a priest at one time, like Rickety Cricket on uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> because he clearly looks like he's homeless and out of his mind. And uh, I think that, that helps guide him through this world. But then all of a sudden, he becomes a, uh, a musician of sorts. Just repeating out those regurgitated sayings in front of a band, and he becomes a big hit. Yeah, that one. I was, I was kind of okay. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not buying. I like out of all the stuff that's kind of ridiculous or impossible. I kind of that's the one that kind of stretched the imagination the most. Where he's just standing up there yelling about cats and big boobs, and then. Somehow he's like a success. Like that's not how it works. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was, if they were going to like coffee houses and co- you know, like a poetry beat, you know, kind of thing, maybe. But this is yeah, just like a regular. A, it's bar- a very, <laughs> it's a very out there thing that that was the really that was like the wrong crowd for. Yeah, because I can see maybe like in Soho or uh, you know West Hollywood or something like that, mm-hmm. but not like a bar band in some shitty nightclub. Not even a nightclub. It's just a bar. You know, where a bunch yeah. of, uh, you know, what, what's the word in uh, Aussie? I can't remember, but just um, blokes, you know, just hanging out, trying to get yeah. laid. And, uh, and yeah, they're, they'll just whip a bottle at you. Yeah, that that, it seems like that kind of thing. Yeah, so that was that was a little hard to push. Now, what did you think about the fact that uh, the last third of the movie is him in this facility and he can understand a lot of the people who can't communicate correctly, but for some reason he can. That was very... Weird. I don't understand how he's able to communicate with people with like severe autism or communication problems. Uh, cerebral palsy as well. Um, where I thought I I actually kind of like those scenes. It is kind of nice to have something good happen. Oh, it was. It was very good, especially because that's after the second cat dies. I was very upset about this. Yeah, that shit. That was a real cat, I think, too. Oh. I mean, like I, I I read about that they use an actual cat that was put down by anesthesia. Holy shit. Um, or, or something like that. And they had, like, a real dead cat on set. That was fucked up. Yikes. Um, yeah, they, but, they went for it. They, they really yeah. went for it. it. But it gives you almost as a bad boy... Uh, I don't want to say bad boy, but just Bubby. Bubby is a, a yeah. little more human uh, than human. If you, I, like, 
it almost feels like he is. Uh, what do I want to say? Uh, but also kind of metaphysical in a way. Like he had a special ability to understand and see things that I don't think normal people would, which makes him seem like he's mm-hmm. not of this earth. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't think about it that way, but that is a, an interesting way to look at it. And then, and then he gets into the relationship with the nurse there. And I really enjoyed the scene where he stands up for her at the dinner where her parents are so abusive. And oh, my God. Yeah, that was... He was like, I'm not going to tolerate this bullshit. And that, is that the first time that he actually has his own words, his own thoughts, and he's able to control it? I think so, yeah. What was it like? Why would you hurt Angel like that or something like that? Yeah. I, that, was a, that was a really good scene. And, uh, and it just has a happy ending, which I was shocked because you spend a whole movie with misery, yeah. basically. And he has a kid, and he seems to have a happy family at the ending. And I was like, oh, oh, I expected something horrible. Like, he loses his mind and wraps his wife's head in plastic or something. <laughs> yeah, or kills the kid or something. Like, it, you kind of, yeah, it, it leaves on a kind of an unexpected note. But uh, I don't think that was the original ending. Yeah. Uh, I think the plan, I think the, the original, again, I read about this, but I don't know how much of this is actually verified. But I think the, the goal at the or not the goal but the end point of the movie was that he was going to kill her by accident or something like that and then he was going to be uh killed in, uh, by the state or something like that well i'm glad they didn't do that ending holy shit they must have test audience that yeah or that would have been really a real bummer because i don't think they would have a test audience for a movie like this right that, that is a nihilistic ending whereas <laughs> what, what we're going through this whole movie especially with the, the dinner scene where he stands up for her is that his behavior seemed more uh, from nature from his mother and that he can change and he can evolve and get better and get out of whatever mental funk he was in. And uh, if, if they had killed her off, that would, have, that would have shit the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I highly recommend both these movies. They have been stuck in my head. I saw Bad Boy Bubby back in October and I still think of it on a regular basis. But Greasy Strangler is the one you're still going to be like, oh, God. You're going to be at work doing paperwork and be like, you're not filling out anything. You're just going, okay, so the grease. Where do you get the fucking grease? And, and what, does, 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 does it give him superpowers? Because he seemed like he was really strong with the grease. You know, it's going to be that kind of movie. But Bad Boy Bobby is yeah. the one I think that's more redemptive. And I think there, there is a little bit of humor in it, but I, it's, it's a different tone than Greasy Strangler. Yeah, Bad Boy Bobby's going to take you on a ride going from really dark to the light it's it's gonna be a struggle but it'll get you there so there is there there is a, a, a reason to watch it it's not just grim and dark for the sake of being grim and dark right the greasy strangler is much more fun <laughs> to watch although i wouldn't eat anything if i were nope. while watching it because no. I, I did that and didn't know how bad it was going to be and had to stop so oh i want to know i wonder what the grease was you think it was just mashed potatoes and like gravy coloring because there's no way they actually gave it yeah it had to be something like that so he just slaps it on that toast and mouths down on it. it's like okay that's got to be something other than it is there's no way that's grease that's disgusting God, that's so there's a lot of times it does test your stomach you're like oh okay i gotta look away oh boy <laughs> yeah ironically the very the the murders are the easiest thing to stomach that's the, the most ironic part right i think i after a while i got tired of looking at buttholes and, and penises that yeah, were all yeah. weird shaped <laughs> all right so those are our two movies i highly recommend both how do you, I mean, you probably agree right oh yeah definitely uh i would say 
especially the Greasy Strangler, that one's a much easier watch. But if you're kind of into that style of weirdness, uh-huh. then Bad Boy Bubby is a good one to go. All right, so our next episode is one that got put off from last year. It is the Leprechaun movies. And then, no, we're not going to do all of them. Please don't make us do all of them. I just want to do oh, the core no. four. Uh, maybe some other time down the road we can do the Back to the Hood. I don't know about the remakes, though. I, I saw... I thought I thought In the Hood was number three. What's that? No, that's, that's number I five. Thought... Oh, my God. How long is this franchise? Okay, so 93 is the first one. Uh, then that was Jennifer in January. Jennifer Aniston, fuck you, Lucky yeah. Charms. That's January 8th, 1993. It was Leprechaun. I remember this. Because um, we talked about it on a radio station that I was working at. Um... Then uh, spring break of 1994, we got Leprechaun 2. I don't, I've never seen it. Uh, Leprechaun 3 is in mm-hmm. Vegas, which was in 95. Wait, 93, 94, 95, yeah. And then I think they took a space off. Well, I didn't mean to say space, but uh, they took a year <laughs> off. And then in 97 is Leprechaun in space. And that was the four for the longest time. And then I want to say it was 2005, 2006 is when they went Leprechaun in the Hood. And that was a big hit. So two years later, they did Leprechaun Back to the Hood, and then they re- oh. yeah. I'm in physical agony just listening to this. Right, but then there's two more. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> um, and I think it's Leprechaun's Origins from three years ago, and that one's dead serious and it's boring as hell. And then there's Leprechaun, I think Returns, and I don't know anything about that one. That one just came out. And I think you can buy them all yeah, in like okay. Voodoo for five bucks because <laughs> they don't know what to do with those movies. Yeah, that's a that's one of those horror franchises that probably won't be back. Yeah, and if we run out of time, we're just going to do the first two Leprechauns. We'll do three and four later, but that's that's the plan. Is try to do those for St. Patrick's Day. All right. Well, we got a mission. Yes, St. Patrick's Day, the holiday that most people celebrate. Think it's uh, the little guy in the Leprechaun, uh, the Lucky Charms box. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's usually, how I celebrate. <laughs> just eating Lucky Charms, <laughs> just watching TV. That's pretty much it. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people that do the pub crawl at six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, are you? No, you said morning? You're gonna do it all day long, okay? <laughs> and every photo of them at the end of the day is red and sweaty and just. What have I done? Miserable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody. I've been fighting off a sneeze this entire time, so it's time to go. Check us out on Facebook under Video Night. And Kersey, send us out before I sneeze. All right, stay trashy, guys. All right, everybody, have a good night.